What what even is that fucking? I didn't know you could do that with the 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 um ringtone. Oh, yeah. did you get the uh, the Vine boom, or did you get the Discord fancy uh 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 the fancy little? There's like a dubstep intro that they have sometimes. Nah, it sounded like something goofy, like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse type shit. I don't know, man. <laughs> they did add this new thing though. Uh, yeah. For Nitro people, where you can have a, like a, a sound effect play when you join a Discord call. That's probably it. So, uh, welcome to the podcast of all time. Would you care to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. So my name's. Hold on, I got pushed to talk on, but if I can give me. A... Sure, sure. Yeah. So, uh, my name's Jackson. You can call me Jack. Uh, I live in Tennessee. Uh, I'm just a, a normal high schooler, I guess. I study psychology and sociology. I'm really interested in politics, you know, gaming, normal high schooler stuff. I'm a wrestler. You're a wrestler? Yeah, I, uh, I've been wrestling this my second year, actually. Uh, I'm in 145 weight class. Uh, the season starts in a couple weeks. Oh really? I I remember that. Forgot about that. You were um competitive, right? Yeah, I was pretty competitive with it. Uh, it was still my first year, so I wasn't exactly the best wrestler on earth. But uh, when people got on the mat with me, I made sure they walked away tired. <laughs> That's one way to do it, right? You know, you got the spirit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tell me about your yeah, studies in that. psychology. Well, um. Unfortunately, even though my school does offer a psychology class, it's more so like uh, history of psychology. So I've been doing personal studies. Uh, oh, really? Relying, yeah. Um, been looking into the National Library of Medicine. They've got a lot of really interesting stuff. They have a uh, one thing I've been looking at is they have this article on psychopaths by state as well as by job. What's the difference between states, like sociopaths between states? Um, well, you'd be I, – I don't think you'd actually be that surprised, but um, California is number 10, which That's, is I, – I was expecting to be like three, you know? I was expecting it to be like one. Uh, one is actually Washington, D.C. Of course it is. I live in <laughs> – yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're crazy over there, man. It's, like, ridiculous if you look at the stats. I'll see if I can pull it up later. But uh, the state I live in, Tennessee, is not that high at all. Uh, we're actually top four least amount of psychopaths. That's actually pretty good. Well, who's the top? Yeah. Who's, the, like, in the top? Who's, like, who, which state has the most, like, the least amount, like, the most least? Like. Hold on. Let me get the source up, actually. <clears throat> but yeah like i i'm really interested in stuff like that because it just helps with my studies um yeah so i'll send you the link later uh yeah sure so there was a study in 2013 and mm -hmm. yeah so the least uh amount of psychopaths by state I need to change my uh, 
Discord push to talk settings because it's really bothering me. Hold on. All right. Uh, I'm putting on voice activity. Okay, there we go. So the least amount of psychopaths uh, by state are North Carolina, Tennessee, Mississippi, Nebraska, and South Carolina. Uh. Oh. <laughs> do, yeah. do, do you have any idea why? Um, I'd just say it's just, like, they're not, none of those states are super southern, but none of them are super northern, so there's not, like, a ton of, uh... Angriness? There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of difference in opinion everywhere, so there's, I'd say there's more tolerance, which really changes a lot about the way people think. That is absolutely true. Yeah. And then, it also has... It also has the stats for, like, um, jobs that have, like, the most amount of psychopaths. I just, let me guess, um, politicians, CEOs, I don't know, enlighten me. Uh, okay, so at top, you do have uh, CEOs. You have lawyers, uh, media <laughs> members. Yeah, I, I'm, I wasn't surprised at all. But you have people in media, uh, salesmen. One thing that really surprised me was surgeons are actually really high in psychopathy, which scared me a little bit. Cause, yeah, there's some yeah, Dahmer type shit. Don't get on their bad side. <laughs> yeah, um, journalists. Journalists? Uh, yeah, journalists. I mean, it makes like, sense because you see a lot of stuff. I don't get how journalists could be up there, but okay. I mean, most journalists, they have to be out in the field for their job, so... Well, okay. I see a lot of things. Well, okay. Let's put Nightcrawler into consideration. Thinking about Nightcrawler, it makes sense why journalists love that movie. Such an amazing movie. I'm about I'm about to watch Whiplash tonight, actually. Really? Yeah. yeah I loved Whiplash. It just. I, I hope you like it. Man. I'm I'm pretty. I saw the trailer and like shit gave me anxiety. I, I it's on Netflix now. Like it just got on Netflix, so I'm like I'm gonna after this I'm just gonna turn on Netflix and like. Turn off all the lights and like fucking. I'm just gonna oh, chill no. and watch Whiplash. Huh. Yeah, but journalists are. I mean, thinking of Nightcrawler, yeah, because in that movie, he's just like all he cares about is making money. Yeah. Um, and he's a good actor. I love, <laughs> I love the movie he's been in. You know, No Country for Old Men is definitely mm-hmm. a very good movie. Um, I actually have yet to see it. It's on my list. Is it like number two on my list? Yeah, it's it's a it's a hard to understand movie. Um, yeah. But Javier Bardem, um, he's a really good actor, and I love when he plays like psychopaths and stuff like that. Because from my studies and from what I've researched, he's really good at that. Have you seen Skyfall? James Bond Skyfall. I, I think Javier played um, the main antagonist, who's like a very like cunning sociopath. Like I think you'll I like his performance. Actually, a lot of people uh, hate me when I say this, but I've never seen a James Bond or Indiana Jones film. Dog. I mean, I can see maybe why Indiana Jones with James Bond. You're like the type of guy who would watch James Bond. You got to watch Casino Royale or Skyfall. I just gotta. I I I got halfway through Casino Royale. I'm pretty sure, or it was Sky. I don't know which one it was, but I fell asleep. Uh, I was <laughs> sick. I remember that day. 
What were you, um, sick with? Yeah. Just a cold? I think, yeah, it was probably a common cold. I mean, I'm in Tennessee. We get those all the time. Here in, um, Oregon, we get, we get a lot of that shit because uh, it's always so cold and rainy and fucking mm-hmm. gloomy. It's, or my girlfriend, she's British. She said that Oregon is basically England. Yeah, I I can see that. It, it's sickness by state is so weird. It's like habits. Yeah. In um, Oregon, do you uh-huh. have like, do you have like a disease that you think is pretty rare that you get a lot in Oregon? I'm not entirely sure. I I think we're pretty tame as far as that's concerned, but um. Yeah, no, I don't... I do know that there was a bunch of, like, diseases spread through fast food stores and, like, restaurants, like, poison. Mm-hmm. It was the first biotech on the United States. It was by the, the cult, the Rajneesh. You may have heard of him. No, I've never heard You haven't? This Indian guy with all of his followers came all the way to America where they had a bunch of white people and they're all wearing, like, orange robes and they're all, like, fucking... And they all worship him, and they're like a sex cult, and they poisoned, like, the entire, like, in, in small town, and, like, tons of people were poisoned. That like some Gotham-type shit. I know, it was! It was the first biotech on United States territory. That's crazy. I know, right? Like, you'd expect to see that in an Avengers movie. Yeah. Um. That's a... Diseases are terrifying, man, like. The, to think that all you need is one one patient zero and it's just everywhere. You know, the plot of the division, they have this guy and he, um, he drops like the, a pathogen of a virus onto a dollar bill right before mm-hmm. Black Friday and just gives it and leaves it on the ground. And it just, it would just went COVID-19, you know what I'm saying? Like full on pandemic. Yeah, um, that's... They actually found a lab. themselves enough. Actually, fun. speaking of that, speaking of that, I've been really like upping it on my personal hygiene. Like, so many people don't care about their hygiene. Like, what's your opinion on that? Like, I'm a hygiene freak. I shower every day. I brush my teeth every day. I I try and shave my sideburns, but my girlfriend doesn't want me to. Are you? Are you? Yeah. Hygiene wise, I feel like a lot of people. Because when I was younger, I didn't really care about my hygiene, but, uh-huh. um, and I feel like this is the benefit of TikTok and stuff, is I've been getting these videos of, like, someone will flush a toilet, right, and they'll have, um, like, little particle sensors or something in the room, and all the stuff from that toilet just goes all over the whole room, and ever since I saw that, every time I flush a toilet, I make sure to put the seat down, and ever since that, I, like, I take a shower once a day, maybe twice. I mean, I have to take a shower once a day during the week because I wrestle. And you don't want to go to sleep when you've been covered in so much sweat. But the only reason, in my opinion, that you shouldn't be showering at least once a day and brushing your teeth or something like that is just, like, if you can't afford to do it, you know? Yeah. Which, I mean... At that point, you should probably be focusing on a lot more things than just your hygiene. Yeah. Do they have um, lots of homeless shelters where you're at? Because, like, they have those here, and they have, like, 
They'll give you a haircut. They'll give you new clothes. They'll give you food. They'll give you a shower. Yeah, um, that's been a huge complaint where I live is we don't have a homeless shelter. We have programs. Um, like my mom, she works for this small little uh, nonprofit, and they help uh, women who are, like, addicted to drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no, we don't. We don't have a homeless shelter. And what's crazy, okay, so there's this factory where I live, right, a uh, huge German company. They made, uh, like, shoes and stuff. Like, you know that, have you ever seen Jumanji? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, which one, the new one or the old one? The, the like, original, I think it was 1980s Jumanji. Yeah, Robin Williams, I think. Yeah. Your mic's, uh, oh. your mic's kind of, it's gone blank. Can you hear it now? I can't hear you. Felix, hold on, let me rejoin the call. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, all right. Yeah, have you seen the original 1980s Jumanji? Uh-huh, yeah. So, you know, like, in the start of that movie, uh, he, his dad, like, owns a huge shoe factory? Yeah. Yeah, think that we have this huge factory, and, um... It caught fire. Oh, really? Like, yeah, it caught. It was huge fire. It it almost killed like well over a hundred people. I um, think it didn't. Yeah, thank God. Uh, but it caught fire like thirty years ago, and the building's still fine. It's still intact, but it's just like no one's running it anymore. And I feel like that'd be a great spot for a homeless shelter. You know, you're probably right about that. Do you know why they haven't done it? Because usually there's like state bureaucracy, you know, people don't want it, like politics. I feel like the homeless population hasn't gotten noticeable enough here. Because when you go somewhere, I mean, you go to an intersection, sometimes you'll see a homeless guy with a sign and stuff like that. But you're never going to see like a little tent set up anywhere or anything like that. You never see the classic trash can on fire in the middle of winter. You um, see that shit everywhere in Oregon. Yeah, we just, we don't get that here. Because, like, I guess it's just because in in Tennessee, people stop when they see homeless people. Because it's, it's been a trend of just being uncommon here because of how many houses we have. You know, because we don't build big cities. We don't have apartments. We just have houses. Um, so when people see homeless people, it shocks them, and, like, 90% of the time, at least one person that day is going to stop and hand them, like, a $20 bill. Some, they get them shaved or something like that. Well, I guess that's nice. Got nice people there. What do you think that, yeah? It's good. It's good that we, we don't have that problem, but it's not, it's nothing huge. Um... Because we still have homeless people, and it's unfortunate that we don't have homeless shelters regardless. Yeah. You'd think every place should have one, you know? Yeah. It's just one problem I have politically is why do we need them, you know? We shouldn't have a homeless epidemic. We're the United States. I agree with that. 
Yeah, we're our GD the GDP of states in the United States is higher than some countries. It's ridiculous. Talk about California. It's like what, ten trillion I think? Or a trillion? I don't know, it's a lot. I don't know. I, I know San Francisco, um and Los Angeles have some of the highest count of homeless people in the entire world. New York's GDP is two point one trillion and okay, I'm looking it up. California's GDP is a whopping three point fifty nine trillion US dollars. I mean, that's crazy to think about that we're like we're that far up in the world and we still have homeless and I don't mean like one or two, because you go to <laughs> you go to Hollywood and there's just like you go under a bridge there, there it's like it's like a trailer park down there for campers. It's that's, ridiculous. That's the problem with all these big cities, you know, because it kind of comes with the land. Like yeah, it's we have so much condensation everywhere. And we're not devoting enough effort into fixing our basic problems that we kind of just forget homeless people even exist. It's also a problem, like, it's based locally. Like, each area has a different solution for it, and there's no final solution. You know, here in Portland, we have um, a fentanyl outbreak that's causing a lot of the homelessness. Like, there's fucking zombies on the street, man. It looks like fucking... Resident Evil mixed with Gotham City yeah. in the middle of the... Like, it's so fucking dangerous in Portland now. Plus, you know, you have the aftermath from the p- protests slash riots, and there's, like, spray paint everywhere. And, yeah. And Oregon decriminalized drugs, didn't you? I mean, we like decriminalized weed. Decri- yeah, we decriminalized well, weed. Yeah, but I heard uh, Portland, Oregon, decriminalized drugs completely. Uh, two years ago, didn't they? I don't believe so, but I don't know. Let me look it up. That'd be interesting yeah, if they did. I think it was just in Portland. But it's not It's not like, oh, you can carry around a whole bag of cocaine or something. It's like small amounts you can have it. Um, yeah, small amounts of controlled substances. Wow. That's that's ridiculous. Like, yeah, no wonder have, why we have this. You have all these homeless people, and you, like you said, zombies just running around crazy. Yeah. And instead of you know fixing that problem, you just completely decriminalize drugs. They that's signed anarchy. it. They signed it to law. They signed it to law in fucking 2020. Three years later, look where we're at now. Like, how did we not see this coming? I know. It's like those protests are like defund the police and then the police stop showing up to crime scenes and they're like, What are the police doing? Where are they gone? It's just like <laughs> we're crazy, man. We're Tell me more about insane. it, man. <laughs> How have we gotten to this point? I like I'm pretty sure I could go to like Ghana or something. I could go to the middle of Niger. And probably have a better time than ten minutes in Los Angeles. Just just live in what Norway? It's the happiest country in the world. Norway <laughs> is such a like sad on country. Really? Nobody. Well, yeah, it's sad. Uh, yeah. They're so happy, but like at the same time, uh, no one ever mentions Norway unless they're really like getting into an argument 
<laughs> I've seen so many people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move to Norway because I hate America, and then they just don't. No matter shit, my aunt posts about Norway. Like, oh my god, I want to go to Norway. Norway's so happy. It drives me crazy. Like, Norway's like this fucking heaven on earth shit going on. You know, like everyone wants to go to yeah. Norway. Yeah, but like, you know how all those Californians moved to Texas? They they moved to Oregon too. Tell me about. It. Yeah, I think like. If we start moving to Norway in mass just because Norway's a happier country, the same thing's gonna happen. They're like <laughs> you got all these Californians. Oh, I don't like the government in California. And then they move to a different state and vote for the same type of person. It's the greatest exodus since Moses split the Red Sea. Yeah, it's the United States is just living here I love Living in the United States, don't get. Oh yeah, we're the greatest country in the world. You have everything you want. Oh, we yeah. get peace. America first. Yeah. We we have an opportunity like out the window, but that's the thing. We have so much opportunity that dumb people, like people who don't think about things first, come here and just do dumb things, and we don't punish them because we don't have strict laws. We have rights. We have all these amazing things and people just completely take advantage of it. And they take it for granted too. Like we have freedoms and we have liberties. Like we get to live in peace every day. We don't have to worry about the things that every other country has to worry about. Like we're on top of the world, but no one, we're just born into it. No one really cares. And they're mad about it too. To, to this day, other than Technically, the Civil War and the Revolutionary War, there has never been a large-scale invasion of the United States. And there never and will people, be. <laughs> yeah, people take that just wall of protection we have between, like, the Pacific and Atlantic Ocean and also our diplomatic relations and how strong we are, as well as, you know, the Second Amendment. Um, they take all that for, like, granted. They don't really care that we just, we never have to worry about that kind of stuff. You move out, I mean, the situation in Israel right now is crazy. I know, right? Did you hear that Yemen declared war on Israel? Uh, no, that's yeah. that's insane. Yeah. It's just, you go to a country like that, I mean, they don't have terrible lives. Uh, They live pretty normal lives. It's not like, it's not like they got the, the plague down there or anything. Yeah. But it's it's definitely not as comfortable as just living in the US. We're like if there was a modern day Roman Empire, we'd be living in the middle of it. Like like we're that yeah. comfortable. It's fucking crazy. And, and what killed the Roman Empire is also insane because it's happening to us right now. Exactly. And I've right. been studying that. You have, tell me about because, it. Well, you know, you have Caesar, because uh, he's kind of, like, the the start of the end, I'd really say. Like, he's the signifying detail in Rome, because mm -hmm. he tried to make the Senate better again um, and make democracy, like, more powerful than it has been for the past little while in Rome. But the Senate thought that what he was saying was anti-democracy, right? Because... A lot of the things he was going to do applied negatively 
to them because the Senate was full of like elderly people. Yeah. At the at the time, so they tried to kill him, and that that's what we're doing right now is we've got all these people in like Congress and stuff like that. They're old. And they just keep consecutively serving their terms. We've got people in the Supreme Court. You become a Supreme Court justice, you quit when you want. You never get kicked out or anything like that. You stay there. And when people speak up and try to say, hey, these people are too old, um, we've got this thing where everyone's like, well, old people are wise. So obviously they're smarter. And everyone's like, Joe Biden's obviously too old for this job, and the White House is telling us, no, he's not. You know, like, he's going up on stage and saying the craziest things. Like, <laughs> we went from Alzheimer's to dementia. Like, how do we go from that? <laughs> I don't, he's got, he's just like, he goes up there like a bird. He's, I don't know what that man's doing, but whatever it is, I don't. I don't think he should be running the United States. <laughs> I well, fell asleep in class. And yeah. A friend of mine walked up to me with a piece of paper and he said, "Hey, hey, Mr. President, we need you to sign this <laughs> petition and grab my hand and <laughs> wrote something on the paper." <laughs> like, we shouldn't have this person running our country. Dude, did you did you hear about um Diane Feinstein? Did you ever hear about her? Diane, hear about who? Diane Feinstein. She was, she was this back in the day. She was this big woman, uh, congresswoman or senator. Okay. Really good. Per, I don't know. She was a Democrat and she did a lot of crazy good stuff. And so they, she kept serving until she was like ninety six or whatever. And she was dying. And she was, and they, she didn't even know she was in Congress. And they tried to kick her out. I don't know what Mars? happened to that. Fucking Thatcher over here. Yeah, like 96? she something like that. I don't know, but like she she always had dementia. She didn't know which bill she was voting for. She didn't know what she voted. She didn't know how to vote. She basically just forgot everything every time she went into the white the Congress house, Congress place, and eventually she just fucking died after everyone wanted her to leave. It was so fucking sad because she used to be such a good politician too. I think. I feel like. If we really wanted, like, older politicians to be comfortable with quitting, we should definitely have some sort of severance. Because the president, and I'm not, I'm not saying we put more stress on taxpayers, but the president, when he, you know, leaves office, that money he's getting paid and that protection he has, that's permanent until he dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen those, like, like wherever Trump goes... He has a motorcade. He has people protecting him twenty four seven. It's fucking crazy. And plus, he goes he's everywhere. He's rich. People in prison. Huh? There's no plant like the the Secret Service is gonna follow him when he's in prison. They probably would put him in isolated in an isolated area because yeah, probably. Also, you know, so you know, we're talking about old people. You know, Kissinger, Henry Kissinger. Um, a little bit, yeah. You don't, okay, he was a diplomat, like, U.S. Secretary of State and National Security Advisor. He basically mm-hmm. orchestrated the the Vietnam War, and he was, he's basically a war criminal. He's, like, one of yeah. the worst, he, one yeah, of the worst sure. people to ever live. He's still alive, and he's at 100, and people, like, he's still, like, talking to people and giving foreign policy advice to, like, 
That's crazy. Like, he's still giving his opinion on things. It's so fucking funny. He's a hundred. That's, that's... Why? I don't get it. I feel like the second your brain stops developing, you should have at least some opportunity to run for office. I'm not saying you should be president when you're, like, 25, but you should definitely be able to do something, and we should definitely look to replacing all these elderly politicians. You want to know the craziest thing, though? He's still sharp. He's still at his prime. Like, he, a couple weeks, like, in July, he met Xi Jinping back in Beijing. Like, he's he's still doing his game. Like, he's still in the game. (laughs) These people, they don't need to be in the game. They don't. We need to force them out of, like, if... If you're too old to drive, you should not be running or helping run a country. I absolutely agree with that. If you're too old to, like, cook food unsupervised, um, if if you're so old that I'm worried you're going to burn a house down when I hand you a cooking spatula... I'm not gonna vote for you. It's just, why would you do that? Why do people vote in these 80, 90 year old politicians? I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be an American. Like, you saw my Halloween costume. Yeah, I'm I did. definitely, I have that American pride. Is I wore that red, white, and blue suit in the whole day. It's just me giving, you know, USA, USA. But we're really falling hard right now. We're um, locally we're we are ourselves. Locally yeah. we are, but we might actually go to war with Iran pretty soon, or somewhere in that's, the Middle East. That's a good thing. We're still a war powerhouse. Like, I'm pretty sure um, there was a new prototype. Uh, jet that we came up with recently. Hold on. Which one out of the millions of prototype jets that we have? Dude, Iran has been using Hezbollah as a proxy to launch drone attacks against U.S. soldiers. Yeah. It just... I'm pretty sure we were looking to replace the B-2 right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Um... Well, there's the B-21, which is supposedly better, and they've been talking about that for years, and I'm pretty sure they've, like, actually pretty much completely finished it. Uh, Yeah, it's called the B-21 Raider. It you is, know... I, it's terrifying. You know, people often consider the the cost it is to make it, but people often don't consider the cost to um to actually use it because like they have artillery, but that shit costs like a hundred thousand per shell, and you're and you're like launching like a hundred, maybe a thousand shells in a day, or or like you know every time it like every flight takeoff for F thirty five probably costs like two million or like a hundred million, and we're like. We have exercises, like, every fucking week with the F-35. Like, this shit is so expensive, and we're just pumping it out. Like, it it means nothing. It's fucking crazy. Our military budget's insane. 
Yeah, and it, it, I've seen those videos. Like you have machine guns firing, and they look like lasers, and then you realize those are tracers. So mm-hmm. that's like every hundredth bullet that you're seeing, which means what what those videos of machine guns just destroying things. That is a hundred times the amount of bullets you're looking at. Now, mind you, all this advanced technology we've sent to Israel and that we've sent to Ukraine and that we've sent to Taiwan, that's like nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's actually old yeah. shit that we have. It's, that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And what's, what's even crazier is that's not even where the heart of U.S. budget is. Most of our budget... I think it's like 12% of U.S. budget is in medicine. Really? We're spending money like crazy, and we're not even putting it, most of it into our military. We're just putting, I think it's second most, is military budget. That's crazy. That's actually wild. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then people, people come... We have bad health care. Yeah, and people say that, like... It's horrible to live here. Like, come on. I mean, yeah, for some people it is. And obviously we have a lot of issues we have to work out. But, like, but it's – yeah? I, everything in the United States right now, I'd say, other than maybe homelessness and drugs, is entirely first-world problems. Oh, yeah, no. We're we're living a life of luxury here. Whether or not you actually, like, have a million bucks compared to the rest of the world – we don't. Our country doesn't have to struggle to do anything. We're economically on top. We're like we don't have to struggle and become the top dog because we are the top dog. Like, yeah, it's fucking. And we've got opportunity here. Something you don't find in many other places. You know, you, like you're kind of forced into a path from birth in a lot of countries. We have like the best high schools. We have the best colleges. We have the best hospitals. We even have some of the best law enforcement, in my opinion. Not whether or not yeah. they're good, it doesn't. It's just they're heavily armed. They're like a military force in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, it's controversial about a lot of things in the U.S. Personally, I'd say that you could take anything in the U.S. and you'd find a country that has a better version of it, but you can't take the U.S. overall and compare it to pretty much any country. Now, this is my... Because, like... Yeah? Go ahead. Overall, the United States is unbeatable. Because we don't... I wouldn't say we have the best colleges. Um, well, colleges, actually, that's different. But, like, high schools, I wouldn't say we have the best. But I would say that, like, if you just add that to the list, the, like, very good high schools, we've got a really long list of good things, whereas countries that do have the best high school have a shorter list of really good things. Now, let's circle back to that thing with Norway. People often compare the United States to Norway. But you're right. You say, you say it's a whole different thing here. We have a whole-ass country. We have one of the largest countries in the world. We have so much shit. We have so many needs. We have so much money. We can't possibly be like Norway because Norway is a small country, a very condensed country where they don't need as much as we do and they don't have to make the decisions that our politicians have to make. So realistically speaking, we can't really compare ourselves to Norway. That's like comparing apples to um, pears or oranges. It doesn't fucking work, you know? Yeah, and Norway is like 
Norway is steadily becoming a lot like Germany. Because um, a lot of people used to compare the United States to Germany. I don't know if you remember that, but Germany used to be, you know, like the country you'd go to if you want, didn't want to live in the United States anymore. But then oh, all the really? protests and stuff and the fire hose situation where they hit all those protesters with a full PSI fire hose. I don't know if you heard about that. No. Yeah, I I don't remember what the protest was about. I think it was fascism because I'm yeah, Antifa started in around Germany. Yeah, no, it did. Yeah. And that's like that's what Norway is slowly becoming. I'm not saying Norway is going to become a fascist country, but like Germany, they don't have free speech there. Uh you look at lists and they say, "Oh, Germany has really great free speech," but you can at get the banned. Same time, you can get arrested for yeah. saying a lot. A man went into a bar once and he did karaoke and he sang "Kung Fu Fighting" and he was thrown in jail. If I'm correct, for, they uh, they aren't racism. They reasonably, if in good reason, outlawed all the the Nazi shit. Like, if you're blatantly a Nazi, then you're gonna be blatantly in fucking jail. Like yeah, that's good. That is good, but like in America, if you're a Nazi, then you're a fucking Nazi. It's just no one will like you for it. But it's not yeah. like the law is gonna put you in jail for being a fucking Nazi. So you're I feel right. Like, yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't criminalize speech. I feel like you should legalize action against speech, and I don't mean cancel culture because that's a whole different subject that you can get into. But like, if someone goes out on the street. And screams, you know, kill the Jews, Hitler, Hitler was right, white power, or something like that. I feel like it should be perfectly legal to just walk up to that guy and punch him in the face. Well, that's harassment, what that guy would be doing. Like, punching, that would be assault. But screaming, like, I hate Jews, screaming all this anti-Semitic or racist shit, like, that's harassment. Yeah. And usually, like, the cops, I don't know, it depends. Sometimes the cops let them go, whatever, corruption, but, like... well. You yeah. can't – okay, so unless – because I study law, unless you're, uh-huh. like, going out there and saying something that is deliberately requesting to harm someone, it's not illegal necessarily to shout out that stuff, but it can be considered a protest, which there are laws on that. Like, most uh, areas – won't allow you to protest unless you've cleared it with the city. So if you're going out there shouting stuff like that, the cops can't throw you in prison, but they can't ask you to stop. And if you continue to, they will probably take you into custody. Now, do you where do you think the fine line is between civil like like protesting civilly, you know, like protests and breaking mm-hmm. the law? When do you think there's a certain point that, like, a certain line that you shouldn't cross, and then it becomes too far, and you're violent, whatever? I, what, what, yeah. I I I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, but you I want... feel like the line is if someone gets hurt in any capacity. At all. I agree. So, like, well, I if agree. You're blocking a road. If you're blocking a road, I could lose my job for that. That yeah. should be a crime. Yeah, I it doesn't well, matter. Like you break a small window, that that's a crime. That's a crime. It that's not a peaceful protest. I consider that a riot because you are hurting people. Like Gandhi, he would sit down in places and 
he wouldn't block traffic. He wouldn't hurt anyone. He but he'd set up camps where they can all live. Yeah. For a little bit. His protest strategy was effective because he wasn't pissing people off. He was just saying, hey, look at this. When you block a road, you're just bothering people. Now, here's a question. Do you think that damaging windows and property and all these things that contribute to the the economy and the system that they're protesting, do you think that's not beneficial to, like, like, do you think that actually makes a difference because they're, like, destroying property that makes money and it's actually hurting the system like it's the same way unions work you know they're they're halting the production of something because they want to make a difference do you think this would also make a difference well you know the stop oil campaign like those people that have been doing notoriously dumb stuff like gluing themselves to paintings yeah destroying art pissing people off yeah yeah that like that's a clear example of ineffective protesting they're attacking the wrong system yeah the best way to have an ineffective protest is literally to do anything to agitate the people you're trying to get on your side so yeah you break a window you're not contributing at all you're just you're just looking like an animal you know like it's actually counterproductive it's hard to say black lives matter when you're literally acting like a monkey Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to be racist, but I'm saying like you are fueling the energy of racists by going out there and acting like a monkey and breaking windows. Um yeah. There there are some people that are just sick and tired of it. Like I saw a video, the police departments in Colorado, they see protests blocking streets. They're going to give you 10 seconds to clear the road, and they're going to run you over. You know, it's just people are tired of it. A friend of mine, he sent me a video of a guy driving his truck through a Taco Bell because there was a protest going on in there. And he wanted, he just wanted a taco. He just wanted a, he just wanted a chalupa. And all <laughs> they just wouldn't let him in. Um, Yeah. I was just going to say that, you know, you say that inciting like having violence all this violence it's it's sir um there's two things that you get out of this one the media has all its eyes on you all the the world's looking down at you now for what you did and now it's like they're disappointed in you and they are mad at you and they get to paint in any other fucking way because you did a bad thing so it's it doesn't really help your cause but second of all it brings more violence when the Antifa people were protesting in Portland, there were far-right militia groups protesting or rioting, too, as Antifa people were also rioting. Like, but they were rioting because they wanted both to counter what Antifa was saying, or the people in general. And um, they also wanted to, quote-unquote, make sure it was safe. They wanted to make sure... It was safe, like they were fucking superheroes or vi- yeah, vigilantes. Violence yeah. brings more violence. That's all it does. And I've actually I've been studying that because I figured out something. Um, Go ahead. In China, the the Cultural Revolution, the the reason that succeeded in I think it was three or four years, 
that's all it took was three or four years. You look at the United States, we've got people pushing radicalism, um, and it's taking them 20 years. But the reason China was able to convert to just a fully communist country was because there was no one fighting back except for, like, small groups of people. There was nothing major enough to halt progress. And that's the thing. You fight radicalism with radicalism. So when you introduce something trying to change the scene or progress or halt things, um, you can't just say no. You have to, like, you get BLM, you're going to get white supremacists because you can't the white supremacists their goal is not white people are better their goal is destroy blm and as a result blm's goal stopped being elevate black voices and started being destroy white supremacists but that's number one on their agenda which is silently a very good thing for our country because that means we don't have to worry about either side taking over so long as it's just two crazy people fighting each other. The second one of those crazy people steps down, or one of those crazy people becomes actually normal and sane and pursuing their goals instead of trying to destroy the other side, is when one side wins. And we just, we can't have that. Now here's an interesting question. Do you think it goes against the values of freedom and democracy to try and stop these people who are, who are violent from ever holding office or do you think that's against the rule like the principles of freedom and democracy um, even if even if they go against even if they're fascists do you think that strips them of the right to engage in our democracy because that's their belief system and maybe we should respect their right to believe it but like should we try and actually stop them for the sake of democracy or is that undemocratic um, okay, so there was a woman in a college recently who came out with support for hummus. And hummus. here's the thing. It's not hummus. Yeah, it's hummus. 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 I love hummus. hummus <laughs> I don't like hummus. Actually, I hate hummus, but keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, so she came out with support for Hamas, and... Um, she had a job secured for her when she get out of co- when she got out of college. Like she had a position that was ready and prepared for her, and it, they just revoked it completely. Not to mention, um, this college started to try to take action against her because it wasn't good for their reputation, you know, to come out with support for Hamas. And that's the thing, like. If you are encouraging violence or participating in violence, I feel like the privilege you've been given living in the United States, the privilege of opportunity, just shouldn't be there for you. You shouldn't have it. Now, now, um, sorry, I'm looking up the First Amendment because. Congress should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting its free exercise. The freedom of it protects the free. Hold on, if I'm correct, it's supposed to. It's there's a right to a peaceful assembly. Peaceful. Yep. So it 
you're right. If there is violence, it will be taken away from you. Now, here's another question, actually, because this actually brings it up. Do you think mm -hmm. that America, that our politicians are too religious? Like they're like Roe v. Roe v. Wade, the the pro-life crowd is inherently religious. They're and they the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade out of what you can art what I could argue to be a religious motivation. You know they wanted they wanted to. Um, it's all religious, uh, I guess. Do you think that like? Um, the new speaker of the house, when asked about LGBTQ, he said, "Pick up a Bible." When asked about his policy on things, right. do you think that that violates the First Amendment because Congress is is supposed to be an impartial, like they're not supposed to be a religious organization, and politicians um, aren't supposed to be acting in favor of their religion? Well, here's the way I see it. Um... I feel like if the people voted them in and the people made that decision, it's no doubt an issue that religion is like a huge deciding factor in the United States. But personally, I'd say it's more of an issue simply because it introduces a level of controversy that we shouldn't really have because then you have like Muslim politicians, you know, and they come in. And um, and there's not a lot of them because we're the United States. We're not a predominantly Muslim country. But when they come in, they complain and they get mad because there's Christian politicians. And I, the way I see it is it's definitely not a bad thing that we have politicians of different religions. Mm -hmm. But yeah. if they walk into office... And everything they say and talk about and every decision they make is derived from religion. I don't think we should, you know, remove them from office or completely silence them, especially as a Christian myself. But there is no reason that they should just be able to entirely make their office uh, campaign a religious prospect. Because um, it's like the boys... You know, their entire, Homelander's entire skit is, I was made from God, God blessed me, um, all this stuff about God, when in reality, he was born in a laboratory, spoilers everyone, sorry, um, <laughs> and he uh, he really isn't a Christian, that's, that's fairly obvious from the stuff he does, but... The people are moved by him just because he says that kind of stuff. So it's a battle because people obviously like the whole Christian thing. That's why they get votes. But at the same time, it's kind of the only thing making their decisions. And the other side of the coin is they're completely lying about their religion. Both are bad. And I, I feel like... Everyone who goes into office should just have, like, a logical evaluation. If you cannot think logically, or if you have a mental health disorder or something like that, you should either not be able to run, or you should take a lower point in office than something really high up, like a member of the House, Congress, or uh, presidency. Now, here's a question. Do you think that, because everyone, 
mostly everyone. I don't think con- convicts don't have a right to run. They lose that right. Mm-hmm. But anyone, I believe, over the age of 30 could run for president, hypothetically. Do you think that because they have a 35. mental... 35. Because they have a mental impairment or something that prevents them from doing their job, they should lose the right to, um, you know, um, become a... Yeah, pot, like run. Yeah, run. Just run, run in general for, for any office, for any office. Do you think they should lose for, that right? For any office. Yeah, do you think um, they should lose that right based on their their mental impairment? Call me crazy, but any day of the week, I would swap out not being able to run as a convict for not being able to run just because you're not mentally stable enough. I feel like the reason people don't want to um, introduce that isn't just because most of the people in office aren't mentally stable, but (laughs) also because, um, well, like, people are worried that's going to be some 1984 stuff, you know, like... I mean, the Patriot Act. Yeah, that's a perfect example of our government uh, in action, just controlling things. People are worried that in those mental evaluations, they're going to be rigged. It's going to be like, oh, you're a psychopath. You can't run when it's a perfectly normal person. Sorry. Um, No, it's... If we monitor it closely enough and prevent that type of fraud from happening, I feel like we don't even need the you can't run if you were a former felon. Because ultimately, what matters is are you stable enough? Are you aware enough? Are you smart enough? Because we're talking about one of the largest countries in the world, one of the most powerful, the most powerful country in the world. Um, the most successful country in the world so far, and yet we really don't seem to care if the person running for office has, like, I mean, God forbid we have someone run for president who secretly has schizophrenia, that we wouldn't know. It's nowhere in the rules, um... You just, you have to be somewhat smart, you have to be 35 years old, and you can't be a convict, and that's it. And then you can run for president. And people are like, well, it's preserving democracy. Well, we're talking about a much larger country than what it was when our founding fathers made it. There there needs to be more restrictions. Uh, here's a question for you. The 2024 election is coming up really soon, and we've <laughs> talked about this before, but I'm curious. Trump has a mugshot now. He has 90, like, let me see how many federal indictments he's been convicted on. Or not convicted, but, like, how many indictments does Trump have? These are criminal indictments, my dude. 31. Nah, I know it's way more than that. Like, I'm talking, like, over 70. Um, he... You gotta sort through all the clickbait news articles. Yeah, no, totally. Ninety-one criminal charges. Do you think oh, a man like that should yeah. be restricted from running for, from office? He, uh, especially on the insurrection clause that he that he would be considered a traitor to America, given what he oh, did on God. January sixth. Do you think that that man should be restricted? Yeah. From... You do. Um, <laughs> no. So, uh, it's. It's a tough question because there's no doubt that when Trump took office, he did some good things for America. That's obvious. 
there have been very few presidents who have taken office and not brought something new to the table. Um, uh-huh. Like, obviously you had Obama, who had a great campaign promise. Unfortunately, there's the whole Patriot Act thing. Although, I, I honestly, I don't blame him. I feel like it did protect the United States to some extent. Obama didn't the Patriot discussion. Act. Uh, that, no, that he was... didn't, but it was oh. introduced during his presidency. Mm, and his campaign was... promise was no secrecy. Well, it was, sorry, no, it was massively pushed during his presidency. Yeah, he okay, that's true. Taking the full effect. That's yeah, true. and he promised no secrecy in office, which he broke that promise. But I feel like if he had really gone through with that, which he did for a lot of things, that would have been great for the United States. And that's why he got so many votes from conservatives and Republicans, which... That was an amazing time for the United States because, mm-hmm. for once, Republicans who are notoriously mostly racist all said, hey, this guy's black, but we don't care because his promises are great. Republicans were somewhat better but, back then. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, you're, you're, I was just saying Republicans were a little bit better back then. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> you're telling me we didn't have the Trump train. Um, but Donald Trump it's crazy what's going on right now because like he was a very influential president and he changed the way we looked at politics uh but that was because he was a businessman and that's what he is so he knew how to rally people um and there's no doubt it's we did it in our pre-law class and almost everyone in my pre-law class is to some extent somewhat a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Um and we we charged like we did a case charging him for that stuff and we proved he was guilty for the January 6th riot. So like he knew it was going to happen. Um he knew everything. He was warned, he was told not to do it and he still went through with it. And he's guilty for that. So now, yeah. I feel like there should be a restriction, but I don't feel like we shouldn't let him take office just because he's a former president, right? It'd be completely different if he'd never been a president before, but because he was a former president, there's there's some hope that he'll maintain professionalism um, because we've seen that he can do that. So we know that it's possible. He he's not going to win regardless. I don't think Donald Trump is ever going to be in office again. Um, even though a lot of people say he's going to win, he's not going to. It makes zero sense. So, I there should be restrictions, but he shouldn't be banned from running. He's going to be taking the stand along with his kids, um, like as a witness pretty soon. But I have a question for you. Do you think? That we should arrest that man. That we should pit him behind bars. It doesn't matter how long. It's just it sets the precedent that a president is not above the law, regardless of the immunity that he carries. That a president should is still, um, is still, um, I guess, still uh, falls you under know, a citizen. Yeah? I guess you could say a president still weak to committing their their own crimes, breaking their own laws. Yeah, um... Well, 
it doesn't hmm well we convicted him in my pre-law class uh he was found guilty um it was argued definitely that to some extent he was a little bit innocent um because what when you have that well when you have a following of radical republicans um there's gonna there was going to be a riot on january 6th no matter what trump said but that doesn't change the fact that he incited it he he definitely yeah he didn't try to stop it either no he didn't which that's not a crime it's not a crime for not trying to stop it but it's definitely not gonna look good yeah i feel like what should be done if he is found guilty is we shouldn't do what we did well what germany did with adolf hitler when he went to prison we shouldn't do what happens to most influential people when they go to prison we should change the game stop giving influential prisoners easy lives in prison i, I agree don't with care that. that i don't care that he was a president put him in a cell with everyone else and if he dies in prison um first of all that's his fault for breaking the law that's something <laughs> you just have to accept no offense donald trump but if you wind up in prison and you get mugged or shot or something or there's riots which if there's riots just because he's there you should probably put him in an isolated cell but still stop giving these politician prisoners tvs and books and all this stuff just because they're a politician we need to prove that we as the united states do not step down for anything and we do not show weakness and at the same time, he should have a normal and fair court trial, which is going to be almost impossible. But I've even recommended to my pre-law teacher that all court trials should be completely, like, undisclosed. No one should know they're going on. Because I imagine that we could completely eliminate the problem of jury, jurors knowing about the case if we just didn't tell them who's presenting, we already are able to take courts to Zoom calls. So why don't we just add voice changers and filters and completely remove this idea of, hey, I know that guy from the case. Imagine being on the jury for this, man. Imagine being on this jury. That's a story I would, I would never stop. To I, would be, I would love to be too, but that's exactly why we are not on that jury. Um, yeah, I mean... That's the ultimate one-up at parties. I was a juror for Donald Trump's trial. Like, that's crazy. One of my cousins met Obama at a house party and then met him again at a political rally. Um, <laughs> it's just... He was there with Bernie Mac. Whammy. It was a Bernie Mac house party, apparently. Um, huh. I do have to go, but this is a very great discussion. I'd have to say this is probably this my best episode. Great. This has to have been my best episode because the rest of the content. Isn't this your first episode? No, I've I published three episodes. This is gonna be my fourth, and we're gonna be doing another one on Saturday. Oh, oh, send them to me, bro. Send them. Yeah, sure. I will. It's already on Spotify. It's amazing. Got the podcast of all time. Registered. Yep. The best pod. The the podcast of all time. The that podcast. Uh huh. This is 
this has been great. I I was really looking forward to this all day, and you know I was nervous. I was worried yeah. that um, I don't know, maybe my mic wouldn't work because I've been having problems where it's like sometimes my mic you'll hear uh like banging yeah. on mm-hmm. it. But this has been great. I mean, I'm glad I could show up. I'm glad you could show up. I'm glad we could do this. I'm absolutely glad. We, and we're totally doing this again. But um, thank um, you for yeah. listening, people. And um, I will see you next time. Peace out. See ya.